So you've got a brand that you want to promote online, but you haven't got a website set up, no, no, no campaigns running, no nothing. And you want to know what your options are for creating that digital marketing strategy. This is the first episode of Progression Lab's digital marketing series. And today we're going to be talking about SEO. Welcome to Progression Lab, where we help creators turn their ideas into reality. So why do we use search engine optimization? Well, Google processes 3.5 billion searches per day. Good SEO means more traffic, more leads, and more sales for your business. 76% of people who search on their smartphones for something nearby visit a nearby store or like a local business that day. You typically get a higher return for your investment using SEO because you don't directly pay for the clicks that you're getting to your site. There are also tons of ways that Google makes search results interesting and engaging, like the knowledge graph, how Google takes snippets of information from websites and it presents that information at the top of search results, or the local pack, where you find local businesses, or perhaps you know featured snippets, where if your website is marked up correctly and up-to-date and relevant, then Google will take elements of your site and present that at the top of search results. Bottom line is, there is a lot you can do with SEO. Now, before we talk about what SEO is, I think it's really important that we talk about how search engines actually work. Now, search engines have three main processes, crawling, indexing, and ranking. Crawling is how Google processes and finds new information. Google spiders can only see code. So what we do is we tag our websites. We use different tags in the code to make our websites more clear to Google. After Google has crawled a website, basically found and processed the website, it puts the website in its index. Now imagine Google's index as a huge encyclopedia. After Google crawls and indexes your site, it then uses its ranking factors to determine which pages should be shown first for which terms are being searched for. All search engines look to prioritize content that has most relevance and has more authority. Think of how a search engine might measure this. Maybe it will look at how long people spend on your website, how much time they spend engaging with your content before they go off of your site and find one of your competitors. Maybe it will look at what terms you're relevant for. Maybe it will look at how many, how many people are linking to your website, how people are talking about your site. All of these are called ranking factors. And SEO is basically optimizing your site for all of these potential and very real considerations. For a lot of you, this may seem very obvious, but your search engine result pages aren't all SEO. At the very top, you have PPC, and those are actually ads. When people click on those ads, um, the businesses pay Google for, for, every, for every single one of those clicks. And so they pay to be visible for each of the terms. And we'll make a separate episode on PPC. It's really interesting. It's great for getting conversions. Underneath the paid ads, we have SEO. Those are websites that are there because they're not ads. Google just determines those businesses as the most relevant um, and most authoritative amongst other options for the terms that you're searching in. Yes, they look very similar, but they are distinguished by the small icon that says ad um, that's basically there because of the law. As I said, you can look forward to a future episode about how PPC works, but today we're gonna to be talking about SEO. So let's talk about how that works. You power everything you're doing in SEO with data. Obviously there's data about your competitors, data, data about your industry, 
But in SEO, the most important data is data about what people are searching for and how many times they search for it. Basically, what are the most popular keywords within your industry? That's the most common data type that people use in SEO. Essentially, you make the user the heart of your strategy and you use those insights to inform what you do. So the first thing you're doing is you're making sure your content is accessible to search engines. So you're, that's that's making sure that, you know, your website can be crawled and it can be indexed. And, and these are technical changes that you, that you do to your website or your platform to assure that Google is able to understand it as clearly as possible. We call this technical SEO. The second also equally important element is assuring that you're providing a good user experience and the right content for your users. That's providing optimized content that people are searching for in a way that they're gonna be able to understand it on whatever device they're using. Now, these first two elements are referred to as owned media because you own your website. You're able to improve your website's technical SEO yourself. You're able to improve your own content yourself and you're able to improve your user experience yourself. These are these are all owned by you. And if you ever hear owned media, it's just essentially referring to the elements of SEO that you can do yourself. The third and final element is advocacy. It's getting people to engage with your content, link to your content, talk about you on social media, and essentially build hype about what you're doing outside of your website. Now this advocacy element is pretty huge because you can have a fantastic, well-made website with a great user experience, but if nobody's talking about it and there's no hype and it has no authority, then you're not really gonna get any traffic from your SEO. It's broken down into earned and paid media. Earned media means you don't have complete control over it. It's like creating a, a really great piece of content and it catching on and you get links to your website from that great piece of content that you created. Paid media, as the name suggests, means you're paying a third party to make relevant users aware of your content. And the hope there is that, you know, they'll come across your content, they'll click on it, they'll engage with it, they'll become advocates. And as they're engaging with your content, that'll help your SEO. This paid approach is quite common. It drives traffic. But in my opinion, if you want to improve your SEO, the earned approach is far more effective. Because if you think about it, your goal should be creating really good content and putting it out there for the right people to see and engage with. Think of it like when a relevant and a high authority website links to your website, it's like a thumbs up in the eyes of Google. Like, yeah, this website is more legit. We improve our website and our content to best adhere to Google's ranking factors, but we don't know everything. We don't know what people type in in full to get to our website. Essentially, there's a lot of information that's withheld and that's for good reason because otherwise people might abuse the system. So as mentioned, there is a technical side to SEO which essentially aims to make your website more crawlable and indexable. It deals with the structure of your website, how fast it loads, um, how pages are linked together, um, what content people see when they're browsing in different parts of the world. We can use crawling tools like Deepcrawl and Screaming Frog to see what content is actually accessible to Google. You can also look at your server logs using the log file analyzer tool to see how many pages Google is crawling. Okay, so you have that. 
Next, you can look in the search results and see how many pages are being indexed by doing a simple site search for your website. Uh, I've shown how to do this somewhere on screen. To break down technical SEO most simply, if there's a difference between the amount of pages crawled, that's the amount of pages found by Google, to the amount of pages indexed within Google, then that's something that you explore within technical SEO. That's basically the role of technical SEO simplified. Let's talk about site structure and we'll talk about a very common metric in SEO called PageRank to do so. PageRank is essentially a mathematical calculation of the importance of a page based off of the amount of other pages linking to it. So basically, the closer a page is to the home page, the higher the page rank and the higher the perceived importance. With this in mind, you want to make sure your most important pages are at the top of your website's hierarchy and the least important pages are at the bottom. Think of links like pathways that Google uses to find different pages on your website. In order to have a good site structure, you need to have good internal linking and make sure you're linking to all the important pages on your website. If a page on your website exists, but it hasn't got any links, we call that an orphan page. And basically because it hasn't got any links, Google has no way to find it. Think about how long your website is taking to load because we've all been on web pages that take forever to load up, we get really frustrated and we leave. Google does a very similar thing. It has a crawl budget. That's an amount of time that it can allocate to crawling your website or data, if you like. When your website takes forever to load, it's essentially wasting Google's crawl budget. And so Google isn't gonna be able to see all your content because your website's taking forever to load up. And that can affect your SEO. The bottom line, slow websites hurt your SEO. And to see how fast or slow your website is, check out Google's Lighthouse tool. 60% of all searches are done on mobile devices. That means that your mobile experience is as important, if not is more important than your desktop experience. What you wanna focus on is making sure that your website is responsive, your touch elements aren't too close, etc. You wanna make sure that you're offering a good experience to users on all browsers and all devices. International SEO is also very important. Have you ever wondered how when you're browsing your favorite content in another country, or perhaps when you change your IP location, you're served content in a different language? That's because we have tags called hreflang tags, which allow us to serve country-specific and language-specific uh, content. And this is really good for your SEO because you basically tell Google that, no, this isn't a duplicate page in another language. This is a more relevant page which should be served to users in this location. And it is really good for your SEO. Aside from making sure your website is coded up in HTML, those are some of the basics of technical SEO. Of course, every website is different. And so bear that in mind. Let's talk about SEO for your content, otherwise known as on-page SEO. These are your meta titles, your meta descriptions, your headings, your actual copy, and your alt tags. A meta title is a tag that we use to tell Google the title of your landing page. So obviously it needs to be descriptive, it needs to be unique, it needs to contain the keywords that you're targeting, and it needs to be under 60 characters so it doesn't get shortened. This is the title that you actually see in the search results. You specify this in the code. Secondly is the meta description, which is a tag that we use to give Google a description of our page. And so it needs to be relevant to the meta title, it needs to be relevant to the page itself, describing it. It needs to be enticing as this is also pulled through to the search results. This is like the black writing underneath the title. Um, and it, it needs to be underneath 155 characters. Um, essentially, these need to be the right size, otherwise they get shortened down. Headings are essentially the titles that users see. Just as 
you see them in a news article. Headings are like the most important text on the page. And so they should give some suggestion as to what the particular areas of the page are about. They help Google understand the different elements of your page. They should be tagged from H1 to 6, H1 being most important. So make sure you're using headings. Make sure there are keywords in your headings because headings are really important. Let's talk about your on-page copy. This is essentially your descriptions of your, your brand, your products, your services. These need to be keyword relevant, but they can't be too keyword relevant. You see, there's something called keyword stuffing where people try to artificially put as many SEO keywords in their landing page as possible. And this actually has an adverse effect on your SEO, which means that you could get penalized by Google. Your rankings could go further down because you're sticking too many keywords in your content. It needs to feel natural. And so the best thing you can do for your SEO is target keywords, write relevant content, but keep it as natural as possible for your users. Remember that Google's gonna understand tech your content far easier than it's going to understand the content of your images and the content of your videos. So having a good amount of textual content on your landing page is still very important. Finally, we have our alt tags. And these are basically like the little descriptions you see um, when the image isn't actually visible. And these are important for our SEO because they tell Google what the image actually contains. And they're also important for accessibility. And so bear in mind, they should be keyword relevant and they should also be descriptive of what the image actually is. I wanted to give you an example of what prioritizing the opportunity in keyword research actually looks like when we're doing SEO. Let's break it down into four simple steps. You figure out what terms you ought to target. You figure out how you actually rank for them, like where you actually are positioned in the search listings for that term. You figure out how much value they'll provide you and how much people are searching for them and how competitive they are and you work these terms into your strategy and into your optimizations. Finally, let's talk about off-page SEO. We touched on this slightly earlier. This is the advocacy area. This is you know, the paid media and the earned media. These are essentially all optimizations that you carry out that are outside of the realm of your actual website itself. These involve online PR, social media shares, brand mentions, uh, the links that you get to your website, essentially how people are talking about your brand. Link building is the process of acquiring hyperlinks from one website to another. It is the most impactful external ranking signal. It is really important. And you can think of a link as a vote of confidence. Like every single link in the eyes of Google is like a thumbs up, like a vote of confidence from one website to another. But as not all websites are made equally, not all links are made equally. And having 20 high authority links from sites like, you know, the BBC and The Guardian are far more impactful than having 200,000 links from domains that literally carry no weight at all. In the past, people used to purchase huge amounts of low quality links from low authority domains because it was more about quantity than quality. Now it's far more about quality and Google's wisened up. And so if you have a huge amount of low authority links pointing to your website, it's likely to hurt your performance more than help it. Google has a really keen eye on people trying to manipulate their algorithm. And that's why earned media exists and it's not all just paid. Earned media is all about investing in valuable content that people will be interested in. And when people like your content, they link to it now naturally. When you're putting all of this fantastic work into your SEO, you're going to want to know how to measure your success. The most common and easy to find metrics when measuring your SEO are your traffic to your website, your rankings for the terms that you care about, the time on site, how people are actually engaging with your content, and the amount of calls
pulls, leads, inquiries that you're getting from your SEO. If you have analytics set up on your website, you should be able to track how people coming from SEO are behaving. And if you have a rank tracking tool, you should be able to easily keep track of how you're ranking for the terms that you care most about. If you wanna continue the journey of learning about SEO, I wanna recommend a few resources for you. There are so many resources out there, so many influences, so many people coming up with new stuff. Um, it's a legit community. But here are some of my main recommendations for people who are starting out. I recommend reading Google's guides, like what Google literally recommend you do with your website. I'll provide a link to that in the show notes below, along with all the other links. I recommend ahrefs.com. I recommend moz.com. In terms of news, check out Search Engine Land as well as Search Engine Journal. And I wanna recommend one of the amazing SEOs I've had the pleasure with working alongside in the past. His name is Luca Masuri. He's got a website at Luca missouri.com that is in the show notes as well um he's got an awesome blog um he is such a smart guy and uh yeah, someone who I'm lucky to be friends with. I just wanted to give him a shout out if you wanna start the journey of finding some great influences in SEO. Here are some important caveats that I want you to consider before you go away. There are tons of tools that you'll be able to use to help you do everything I mentioned right now and so much more. I didn't have a chance to run through them all, but if you're gonna start your SEO journey and really level up your brand, make sure to look for automation where possible. Secondly, Google is always updating its ranking factors to give people the best possible experience. And so the learning with SEO truly never stops and stuff gets out of date really quickly. So you need to kind of like stay up to date with things. Thirdly, SEO is a long game strategy. It takes time to build up your authority. It takes time to create good content. It takes time to, to earn good links. If you want quick results, you should consider using another marketing channel. And finally, SEO is part of a broader digital marketing ecosystem. It's not the be all end all for driving good traffic to your website. There are other channels that you need to consider. And be sure to tune in and learn more about those channels on future episode of the digital marketing series with Progression Lab. So thank you very much for watching. If you're watching this episode on the Progression Lab website, um, YouTube, LinkedIn, or Instagram, you can like tell by looking outside that I started recording this episode somewhere in the early morning and now it's like morning time. So it took some time to create all of this and put all of this together, but I, I do hope you enjoyed it. And obviously to reach out to me, you can hit me up in the comments below or you can email me at Wednesday at progressionlab.co.uk. And of course, share this episode with a friend or if you work in SEO and you'd like to add something to it, please drop me a comment um, in below. Or if you're a business owner and you have any questions, drop me a message. Of course, you can always reach out to me. I'm Hans McCoy and thank you for tuning in to Progression Lab. To learn more about what we do at Progression Lab, please go to progressionlab.co.uk. That's progressionlab.co.uk. Just type it in, check it out. You'll learn more about what we do. Thank you so much. I've been Hanson McCoy and I hope you have a lovely, lovely weekend. Bye.